You are tuned in to a new episode of Trapped in a Bubble. I am your host, Dr. Tim Apollocky. Today's episode, don't give up, keep pushing. We had to play a little Michael Jackson. Do not own any rights to this music. Just wanted to play something upbeat for everyone. Okay, let's let's go ahead and get this knocked out. So, I know some of you, you know, you're looking at life. You're like, wow, you know. We've been in COVID for a few years. It's like, man, some people made it. Some people didn't. COVID uh, took some people out out of the game. Uh, COVID also injured some folks, created uh, health conditions and stuff. Um, Do I think this is a national phenomenon? No. Do I believe it was a man-made virus? Of course. That's something that we probably would not find out for the next 40 to 50 years. How this basically came really about and the dramatical effects of it and how this little virus got big and put the world on pause. Okay. Now. I am glad that things are opening up now. I don't want anyone to think that I'm not happy about things opening up. I'm like, yes. Uh, But just keep in mind that COVID is still around. You know, it's still people coming down with it. So still practice safe protocols. I'm not going to say social distance, not wear your mask, all that kind of stuff. We've already talked about that in previous episodes of what you can do to protect yourself and also to prevent it. But use common sense and trust your gut. Don't let your emotions woo you or sway you. Okay? So, let's talk about sacrifice. So, basically, layman's terms, when someone is sacrificing for a thing or a person... That means that they they are giving up something. That means they're denying something. So, basically, a self-sacrifice would be, hey, you know, now I have one story where I'll just go ahead. I knew this story to where when I worked at this uh, other hospital, and I had a friend named Robert, and he got into the academy, police academy, and he was like, hey, go with him and stuff like that, and let's go through together. Don't worry about what went on in the past. We can get it through together. Now, before Robert had got into the academy, I've been working with Robert for about two and a half, almost three years. So... We've been in death-like situations. You know, we had to fight uh, bad people together. You know, people that was on drugs, all that different type of stuff. We had to arrest some people. And he, he was strong officer. He's strong officer. Good. And so, Robert's younger than me. And by how our hierarchy and how our schedule was set up at the time at the hospital... And the time, it was like 5 at night to like 10 
at night for the academy or whatever, wherever the academy was at. So it was like for, I can't remember, it was either six months or nine months. And so Robert um, was like, hey, I know how we get grants. This is this. Don't worry about it. You know, you can have it paid for and then still still work. So plan was was foolproof pretty much. Now, at the time, I knew for a fact that our job wouldn't allow two of us to modify our schedule, even though it's, you know, it would have been like, hey, between 30 minutes to an hour late, just traveling from school. I, I, I worked at the job longer than him, so I know the politics. So I sacrificed it. Hey, you go ahead and go. And then I'll just go. I'll just go at a later time. He came back to me and said, "Hey, why? Why did you do that?" I was like, "Hey, I'm like this. I know they weren't gonna let two of us modify our schedules, so go ahead and go." And then I just went back to school, and uh, I was working on my my master's and my doctorate at the time, so. So I had graduated with my master's and my doctorate the following year. So I said it to say that anybody who knows me is that I wanted to be a police officer ever since I was six years old. Uh, it was a situation where I, I did have the opportunity to go to the academy, but I was unsuccessful in my attempts. Uh, last... Uh, first time that I went, you know, it was basically I was able to pass the the written part, but not the physical part. Then, then the next year I went back, and it was I could pass the physical part, but it wasn't the book work. Same instructors, some respected that, you know, you know, I came back, you know. Quitters never win, and winners never quit. You know that's something that you don't hear too often about. And so, I passed this test. I was I was very disgusted. I practiced for this particular test for three weeks. Went over to a buddy's my house. We practiced on the weekends. I practiced on my days off. I knew for a fact I passed this test. But I was dealing with racist-ass people. That's just what it was. So, um, one instructor was like, hey, see you next year. And I was like, nope, you, you, won't see, you won't see me back here. So, some years went by, and I was able to go to another academy. But the thing about it was, it was in another state. It was like I got the job offer on a Friday and I was leaving out that Monday. So I really didn't have adequate time to basically prepare for that. It was basically drop, drop and go. You know, quit your job, go, bam, bam. So went, went down to this, uh, this small town. Wasn't really modernized at the time. Uh, the biggest thing they had was a Walmart store. That was the biggest thing they had. Uh, we stayed on a, uh, this one. We stayed on a military base. So the department where I was at, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the name of the department, but they sent me down there with a, a racist ass partner. 
and they didn't they didn't send me with tools to actually effectively succeed now with this guy you know one thing i didn't like about it was this this guy they you know they pretty much rolled out the front carpet anything that he needed he he got and it was like for me people that i had befriended down at the academy was giving me stuff that i needed to borrow but what made me mad about this guy here was that every chance he got he, he he was talking about the department right the same department that hired him the same one that laid out um this red carpet you know what i mean so even i'm not even sure how far he went because i had to come home uh he was talking to other agencies while he was in the academy so i don't know if he ended up staying at the department or not i mean i checked a few years later and he was gone because i had a couple of buddies that was still there but this time i had to come home because my mother was sick no one would tell me that my mother was sick when i talked to her she would say hey you know i'm at work i'm in the hospital i didn't think too much of it because my mother worked in the hospital she was a unit secretary so so my th my thing was okay once again i have to make a sacrifice but you know it, it was for my mother you know so now granted she passed three years later it was other stuff that was going on with her but she kept it private when she would have told me because now i have to you know kind of go through my life kind kind of trying to figure out what happened you know so uh i don't say that i remember everything because i don't you know but i remember the last day of my mother's life i talked to her several times that day talked to her in the morning before uh she went to work and i, I worked a later shift and then I saw her, and then, then later on, I talked to her. So I talked to her four times that day, but towards the evening and night, it was like something was weird. Um, I was coming in the hospital. She was just sitting down. She was just kind of looking around, looking around the, the lobby. She had a uh, like a faraway look, like she was there, but she wasn't really there. Um, and um, I went up to the car, came back. She still had this 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 blank stare, like she was. Um, she wasn't here but she was somewhere else and i called my mom's name three times mom mama mom then she she came back and i was like what's wrong she was like well i'm hurting i'm tired and so i was like well hey you want me to walk you down you know take you down to or get the car just take you down to the emergency room she's like no i want to go home and i just want to go to sleep well my thing was um I didn't understand what 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 she meant, okay? And uh, I just thought she just was just tired. She worked all day, and uh, 
She asked if I was going overtime. A couple people called in, so I had to stay over for overtime. So she went, went to church's chicken, got me some food. And uh, she kissed me, and she told me goodbye, and that she loved me. Now, I'm not saying my mother didn't love love me, but the way she said it, it was like she was saying goodbye. And um, that I wouldn't see her again, or it'd be a long time before I saw her again. And um, go back to work, hours that went past. And, you know, it was kind of weird, you know. Um, my mom didn't call. And I just felt like a piece of me was leaving. And, um, Called call the house phone, didn't pick, she didn't pick up. Called her cell phone, didn't pick up. That's wrong. Had a police check on her, had a, a family member go by the house. I get a call, call, hey, you need to come to the house. No one would tell me what was going on. Get to the house, see the paramedics, basically. Um, had her in the grass. I don't know if they was trying to bring her back, but it was basically she was already gone. I haven't really told anyone this story, but we still talking about sacrifice. All right. So I see my mother my whole life actually sacrifice her life for me. And, you know, I thank God that I really didn't give her too much uh, problems when I was a kid. Most of the time when I got in trouble was because of people I was with, you know, who did it. And I got it because I was with them. And um, about a year, year prior to, um, my mom was just getting tired, you know, just her body and everything like that. I didn't know at the time that it was really breaking down and everything like that. And uh, she said she wanted to retire, but she couldn't. So... I was telling her that, you know, you're getting up in age, you need to retire, you need to enjoy your life, you need to do the, th- you know, do the things that you want to do. And uh, don't worry about not retiring because the financial thing. I said, hey, I'll go ahead and move my family in. And you know what? The kids go downstairs. Me, me and the wife can go downstairs in the basement. And uh, I would pay pay the rent, you know, and help her, you know, split the bills and everything like that to release some of the, uh, the pressure off of her. So my mother basically just, I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm going back and forth. She didn't have money. To go on this trip, this family trip. So me and my wife, you know, paid for a trip, everything like that. Went on a trip. She had a wonderful time. My mother was like, wow. She said, I finally got my blessing back. So I was like, what do you mean by uh, getting your blessing back? She's like, hey, years ago, your grandmother didn't have enough money to go to Hawaii. And I used my charge cards and worked overtime to make sure that she was able to go. So I finally got it back. So I was like, wow. So 
the best part about the story is that uh, my mother didn't really spend time with my youngest. That's that's ten. She only had like maybe a year and a half with her, and my son had. Oh my god! Let me count. Okay, five years with her and my oldest now had nine years with her so my youngest don't remember her my son somewhat remembers her but my oldest remembers her if that's fair to say because she had more time with her well, the thing about it is she didn't get to do what she wanted to do. And she was worried about about life, finances, bills, like most of us do. And my thing is this. I wonder how she would live today, given our current uh, climate, with everything that has happened. Because when I was growing up, you worked if you worked two jobs... You had your main job and you had a part-time job to help you basically save some money or the second job was to help you get a car or the second job helped you get a, you know, money to go on, on a trip. But now with this current climate, it's like you need to work two jobs or two incomes just to make it, you know. So it's it's just... I see that my mom made a lot of sacrifices and she didn't get that in return. <sighs> Me, I made a lot of sacrifices for a lot of people. You know what I mean? To the point of some some of it came back, but not as much as I should have got back. You know what I mean? If that's fair to say. And through time, it kind of it kind of bothers you. And it makes you makes you angry, upset, because you're like, "Hey, you should get back at least what you put out there." It's no different than depositing money in the bank. In order for you to make a withdrawal, you must first make a deposit. Okay, so if you go to the bank and you have no money in the bank, but you take money from the bank, that means it is it is stealing. You know, and you can go to jail behind that. You know what I mean? So. And I know it's times, and I don't know who I'm speaking to, that, you know, you're like, man, I'm really working my ass off. I'm really busting my ass. And I don't see any re- results. I don't see any benefits behind it. You know, it's like you might be in a relationship. It could be a uh, husband, wife, uh Bay mom, bay, bay daddy, whatever, cohabitation, whatever. It's like you're pulling your weight. You're pulling your weight. But the other person that you are connected to is not pulling their weight. It's like it's like they little kids and want to do tantrums. tantrums. So you don't want to go under. So you double it up because you know how how bad it is. If you take a loss, you take a fallback. It's going to take a minute to come back up when you just do a little extra just keep your bills afloat 
we're not even talking about saving money as of yet you know what i mean so and then after a while you you just start getting angry upset you know and then they want to say little slide little rude comments to you and you know you you say whatever you know but what i'll say 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 to you is this and you know when someone blesses you with something learn to take the blessing don't be so much of a you know don't be so accustomed to where when people with their wholeheartedly really trying to bless you and there's no ulterior motive behind it receive the blessing and it's okay i'm telling you it's okay to live your life it's okay to be selfish okay you know and people who are basically giving, you know, they give a lot. They, you know, they want to see everybody succeed. It's around them. They want to see everybody happy. Guess whose happiness is expense? Yours. You know, your happiness is expense. But that's not right because you only get one life down here. And then the thing about it is you don't know how long you're going to have down here. So all you can just do is make the best life that you, you can and start living so if you're not living your life i'm telling you now start living your life start seeing what your what your likes are and just start doing them you could just be like going for walks at a park or it might be playing video games or it might be collecting stamps i don't know what it might be you know you might like to cook or you might like to read books i'm just saying whatever it is that you like to do just start finding different ways to to do now, if it comes to the mode of I need money so I can do some things, then OK, cool, fine. Just start holding back 20 and 30, 40, 60 dollars. Now, I know that does sound like a lot to a lot of people right now. I get that. But my thing is get into some type of habit to where you don't just pay all your bills because it sucks when you have to pay all your bills. It does because you feel like after a while, what are you working for? And I get that. And I understand that. So even if, even if it comes to a day to where you're like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to pay this bill, this bill fully. Hey, and then you just put some money in your pocket. Start doing that. Start doing things. You don't want to die early. You don't you don't want to wither away early. You don't want to be a dead man or a dead woman walking because you're like, huh, I don't get I don't, I'm not even happy when payday comes because, OK, the bill man wants this bill, bill man wants this. You got to pay. Everybody got the hands out, you know, and you just shelling out your money and then, you know, you pay all your bills. You're like, well, wow, you know, you know, you might have enough left to buy food to cook and you might have maybe this day and time, maybe you might have enough to fill your car, maybe. And you're trying to hold at least about 40 to 50, 60 to $100 left over. And you try to carry that over for a couple of weeks so you can kind of survive. So I don't know why I came with, with sacrifices tonight. But it's something that a lot of good people do. And they just kind of get the short end of the stick. And it's like... It's 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 not good for you to where you're always working, you know, and it's like you, when you when you take off, you're just taking off just to rejuvenate, you know, and then you have someone that's just pieces of shit. You know what I mean? 
who don't help you, don't give forth an effort, but they get to live their life. They get to go on trips and stuff like that. And they get to, you know, go around literally around the world at weeks at a time. Then you're lucky enough to maybe you might get a maybe a trip in a year and it might just be for financial purposes. You might just be able to be able to go for a day and come back the next day. I mean, that's not that's not cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, you you know, if you are a person who's working, if you're a person who has responsibilities, it's OK to take a break. It's okay to take a break. And it might seem like discouraging to where you want to give up. I mean, you just want to throw your hands up or you just let the chips fall as they may. I get that. I understand that. But I'm here to tell you, don't give up. Keep pushing. Follow your dreams. You still have time. You still have time. Go to Walmart. Go to Dollar Tree. Go somewhere Get you a notebook, write in the notebook things that you want to do. Start putting goals. It's good to write down goals. You are more likely between 60 to 80 percent more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down. Don't get a little small notepad because most small notepads, they're easy to wrinkle, ruffle up, tear, you know, tear, you'll lose the. Use the papers anyway. Get you a notebook to where you have to physically write in it. Don't put it in your phone. Now, if you don't have, if you don't have any money to get get a notebook and pen, then put it in your phone. If you put it in your phone, chances are, if you have a phone bill, chances are you can go to to like a dollar store or something and get a notebook and get you some pens and start writing. Don't give up. Keep pushing. 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 I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I just wanted to drop a show off um, tonight as I got off from work. And before I go in the house and it was raining and I didn't want to get rained on. So I said, hey, let me go ahead and do a, do a show in the car. So I'm glad that I did. Uh, stay tuned. We will be wrapping up. They reminisce over you very shortly. So look forward for part two of two of that. We're going to wrap that up very soon. And I like to say, and I say often, if you don't believe in yourself, believe in God. And I'll talk to you soon, and guess what? We're out of here.